0: I got to be careful how, what's, what's the word, um, I don't want to say emotional because that's not the right word, but you know, Gosh. invested in this conversation. I, we've had other BMS podcasts where um, I get into it and I got to be careful with what I say. That is a fascinating little
1: tidbit. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. You know, I'm gonna poke. I'm gonna to try to find your limits.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like I don't want to, you know, get shot or something by somebody that provides crappy BMS graphics. And here's what I have to say about them. Okay. <laughs> okay, I'm ready. <laughs> Is it go time? That's it. We got our thoughts on our BMS graphics. Well, it's, I've it's been intriguing. up
2: since I've been up early
0: making notes. I'm ready to rock and roll. Alrighty here we go. Hey guys, welcome to the Better Building Systems podcast. I'm your host Clayton Ferry and here with me today is Nick Taliska, Jim Pasquale, and Mark Sankey. In today's podcast, we will be discussing the good and the bad of BMS graphics. So as everybody knows, uh, graphics play a large role in a BMS system as really it's the part, the heart of the graphical user interface. You need to be able to see it to understand what, you know, what you're sensing, what you're seeing, what everything's doing in your system. And, you know, interestingly to me, graphics seem to be sometimes the last thing people think about when they're, you know, working on a building management system, you know, pull all the cabling, install the sensing sensors, um, you know, devices, what have you. And then you, you open up the graphics and you're like, wow, this looks nothing like what is actually installed in the facility. Um, maybe I don't want to get you know too deep into that right now in the conversation, but that's really what this discussion is going to be about today is just you know the graphics of a building management system, why they're important, um, what aspects are important and you need in a quality BMS graphics, and uh, kind of some things we've seen that we maybe don't like so much in graphics so. With that, I'm going to pass the torch to somebody else. <laughs>
3: so uh, I
2: have a question. Uh-huh. Uh how can this happen?
0: How can it happen? Yeah. Well, I think it's just it's an oversight. People don't pay attention to the graphics until the end and we get to the end and we're like, "Well, crap. Um, you know, our chilled water yep. graphics don't don't, you know, reflect uh- Reflect reality.
2: But I have it's to. the engineer's uh,
0: <laughs>
2: That's where I was headed. Oh. The, unless there is something, you know, something that directs the installer to install graphics and program them in a specific way, um, they're certainly not either uh, omniscient or telepathic. They have no way of knowing what to do. So who's responsible to give them that direction?
1: The engineer. I, well, doesn't it start with the with the customer, too? One, this should be an owner's project. Correct. Provider, right? Two, You're exactly it right. It should be scoped. And from what I've seen, it's in the scope, but it does not get the attention that other important scope items do. Yes. And then often right. it's relegated to maybe, you know a punch list item or yes. like labeling pipes. Yeah. In it, and it's, I, I do think that's, that's wrong. and does a disservice to everybody. That's what I'm and, getting at. Yes. You're right. So the engineer
2: designer, you know, there are multiple users typically with a BMS system in the graphics. There might be a, the building engineer, there might be a facilities manager, there might be a director of facilities on a multi-campus, um, location so it's incumbent upon whoever is doing the design or the proposal if it's in, in the case of a, a uh, vendor direct sale to sit down with those people and say what do you really need what are what's important to you and make sure that they incorporate that functionality in the graphics the
0: customer facing side of the the bms when it's installed is it that open-ended though like i guess as depressing as it may sound, probably like if you don't specify exactly what you want, there's no, you're going to get, it could be great or it could be horrible. I mean, there's no like understood standard or general kind of standard. I don't know. (laughs) I guess I
3: could share what I've seen in like typical unedited, like a DDC control spec. Mm -hmm. Um, And they don't, they just typically say control graphics are required but right. they don't specify like the level or detail or the actual requirements of the graphics, or they'll say, you know, coordinate with the owner the requirements, but that's not necessarily biddable like in a right. public job. Right. Um, so I'd have to imagine that they're not, you know, they'll probably be say graphics are required, but what does that mean? Like a super Nintendo graphics or there's all different level mm-hmm. that needs to be further specified, especially in biddable you know, like public, yeah, documents, yeah, 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 yeah. publicly vetted projects. You got
0: to lay out every little nut and bolt. You know, for instance, of the graphics to get well, what you least, want.
3: At
2: least the functionality, not necessarily yeah. the nuts and bolts, but and we can talk about that more. But I guess I wanted to at least uh, get this in the conversation to say, okay, it, it's easy to point fingers at the BMS vendor, but again, they can't read minds, so somebody needs to direct the effort. Either in documentation or by review of a proposal or whatever it is.
0: Send an example, right? This is what we generally do. Are you okay with this kind of thing? That's I mean, right. if it's if it's not a bid project, you know, if it's a bid right. project, it's a little different. Right. But yeah,
1: yep. Yeah. Well, I think there's two things too, and maybe we'll get into this. But a lot of the the you know the large vendors have, I, I believe, you know, standardized graphics packages, so to speak. So, you know, you're going to get what they normally do on a project. So there's two parts of that is one, you know, does that meet the requirements of the owner? But then two is literally making sure it gets done. And just like anything else on the project, you know, it does need to be managed. It does need to be tested and verified. And uh, but I don't know if it still goes back to the fact that maybe an owner doesn't realize the importance of it. If it's new to them, which in many cases it may be right never had a graphics package before they don't really know what to expect why they would need it
0: or but what is good or what is bad maybe even we had this conversation right about a different um a different topic but i the, the owner could maybe not know what a good standard of you know graphics is so and, and i
2: think there's a propensity for them to make some assumptions that you know the standard package is what we saw when we went and visited another site or when we you know talked to the talk to the vendor and we'll get the standard package and then uh, that doesn't fit their needs which is you know by and large nick you're right that there's a standard package that's always offered by the bms manufacturer or provider but there's all kinds of uh, subtleties and nuances that can be programmed into a bms package that may be that may further enhance functionality, usability, et cetera.
1: Exactly, but you're not going to get that customization unless you know to ask for it.
0: Correct. I better just scrap all my notes for today's podcast. I was going to blame the provider.
1: Well, I think
2: in some cases you can blame the provider because –
1: Okay, so can we blame the provider? Sure. We've well, we got if, the engineer so far. we got the provider. I was kind of hard on the owner. Yeah. But I, but I think there
2: is, and and we've experienced this firsthand, where uh, you put a project out to bid, and then during the post-bid review, they come in, we sit down with the specs, start to go through it page by page, and they say, well, you know, there's a lot of interpretations to this. <laughs> I said, you know, I've said, that is not true. This is crystal clear. It's not subject to interpretation right it, it's this is what you need to provide well we don't really do it like that if you want us to do that it'll be an add of x hundred thousand dollars well then revise your bid or retract your bid because you will be doing it whether you like it or not and you are unfortunately the low bidder on the project and i mean it happens it happens regularly the assumption is that the spec is a guideline not a spec
0: Damn.
3: Big assumption. <laughs> yeah.
0: so um So, to get a little bit into details, then about what we're talking about, like, do we want to start saying, you know, what what do we consider, you know, quality graphics for a BMS? Then, you know, we're saying, oh, there's good and there's bad, and some people tend to lean towards the bad if you don't tell them what is good. So, what is good? <laughs> what do you include? Yeah, I'd love
1: to hear from you guys. I mean, I, I've seen. You know things that I just you know we've recognized as things that are lacking, but uh,
0: I like Jim's. It's a lot easier to
1: be critical, so
0: yeah, like I like Jim's one. analogy to like Nintendo graphics. Like I, you know, I guess I would always expect you know good quality twenty first century graphics, um, t- just image quality, right? That look good and then represent reality. You know your uh, your fan. And your air handler has to be placed in the right location. Your dampers do. Your sensors obviously need to be, or else things cannot make sense when you're looking at the graphics and you wonder why a temperature is what it is. You know, um, I mean, that's uh, accuracy to reality is obviously the biggest thing for me. (laughs) And there's a lot of little details to add on to that. But
2: I, I think there's so many things that go into this, you know, we, we did a system a few years ago, an engineered system, where you know, the, there were multiple users, you know, 20, 30, 40 users, and then a central location where the engineers resided that we wanted uh, two, I think they were 60-inch flat screens. And when we went to look at the graphics, up in the top left corner of that 60-inch flat screen was uh, basically a 22-inch monitor size graphic, well, rescale it. Oh, no, that's a lot of programming. Oh. I mean, you, have to, you have to really spell it out. Otherwise, you, there's a chance you get what you want or get what you don't want. And I think, um, you know, Clayton's point of the graphics need to be schematically correct. Um, I can't tell you how many sites I've been on, walk through, go to the building engineer's And say, well, this doesn't look right. He said, no, it really isn't a blow-through system. It's a draw-through system. And I said, well, it doesn't have an exhaust fan. It has a return fan, right? Yeah, that too. And then you start to get into the graphics, which you assume are correct, and they aren't representative of the mechanical system. Imagine, you know, training people, training players and things like that. And, you know, what do you do? They have to have a whole page of notes about what's wrong with the graphics, as they look at them, that's ridiculous.
0: Well, and to me, they're just useless and throw them out. Don't turn your laptop <laughs> okay, on. So because... Clayton, <laughs> you
3: yeah, so Clayton. That's acting... true though. It's very
0: frustrating. Yeah. It's frustrating. Yeah. And you know what? I don't like, uh, and again, I got to just, but, um, you get the excuse, well, that's a lot of programming. Really? I mean, how many times have I heard that excuse for anything? Oh, it's a lot of programming. Well, do it. I mean, I don't know. It's not that hard. Yeah. It can't be. I don't know. Maybe I got to take a BMF, BMS graphics programming course so I can say, no, it's not that hard. But Well, well I, and I think – well, go ahead, Nick. Well, I was
1: just going to say that might touch on, too, the uh, – I guess you don't want that when you said Nintendo – you know, I started thinking nostalgic, uh, but, you know, you don't want the graphics to look like they're 20 years outdated, too. Yeah. Or to be driven by programming and code that's even, you know, I don't know, 10 years old, because you may, you may lose some of that, uh, you know, that auto scalability. When you're talking about ease of use and being able to scale to different monitors and screens and displays, you know, that seems like something that might be easily overcome with modern Uh, technology and software but back to Clayton's first point about the configuration the schematics I mean I think you're totally right from the way equipment is shown the fan system is a great example but even you know piping configuration a yeah plan or something oh yeah absolutely uh, isn't accurate not to scale nobody's expecting that but to be accurate in configuration and even location helps too you know if you can know have a mechanical room that looks like your mechanical room yeah right that is great yeah (laughs) so yeah
0: yeah it is and then i guess another point to add you know just since we're talking about you know um physical representation i guess you'd call it schematic representation whatever yes um one thing i learned early on and it seems like we get a lot of pushback for is like color gradients you know chilled water coming out of your chiller is dark blue and coming back is maybe light blue, right? Because it warmed up a little bit. That seems to be something that apparently is really difficult to do.
3: <laughs> apparently. Okay. So being sure. Animations are nice too. Yeah.
0: Yes. And we've seen some great stuff. I'm not saying like this is not like a blanket statement to graphics providers or controls people. Like, But when you see that stuff, it's like, dang, that is, that's awesome because it, it helps anybody that looks at the system understand what's going on, way things are flowing. I mean like everybody you can't assume everybody has a full understanding of every system and every component, you know, in the facility to me at least and the the graphics really help that.
2: Well, I think the graphics, I mean, what's the whole premise of graphics? It, they should be intuitive, right? Yes. So yes. the building operator's intuition should immediately grasp the impact of differential color mm-hmm. with regard to differential temperature. Um, you know, those kinds of things are simple. And again, Mister Engineer, put yourself in the, you know, in the seat of the building operator and put a couple things like that in the spec, right? Yeah. Yep i think though too one of the things that we experience and and which is not always um, well defined or implemented is the integration of tools on a graphic user interface Uh, how many clicks pages do you have to go through actions does it take to perform separate functions yes you know for example can i acknowledge an alarm change a set point look at a trend in tabular and graphical form from the same air handling unit graphic where the current data is displayed, or do I need to remember? Okay, I need to go to the alarm page and look at alarms and acknowledge alarms there. If I want to go to the set point changes, is there another page I need to go through? Go to, or how many pages do I need to go to? And if I want to, if I want to, what do you call it? A trend. How do I get to that? Versus right click or left click on a data value to bring up another drop down menu and not have to navigate away from the page and we see lots and lots of that where there's a clunky or cumbersome yeah um, navigation process to do simple functions
0: yeah the layers i don't like when there's too many layers i just want what i want right now and i want to be able to look at it and click on it and get that <laughs> Because it's got to be easy to do or else people won't do it, too. I mean, that's really what it comes down to as well.
1: It's got to be number two on the list, the ease of use. You know, you're talking about the number of clicks and everything. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, the amount of information. And and I guess you want want to portray going even into the color scheme and the conditional formatting of, of flows and whatnot and equipment status. You you do want, you know, the maximum information somebody can get from looking at that screen. So from a lot of graphics packages I've seen, there's a lot of white space, you know, a lot of stuff really isn't used. And you want to not to pack it with information, but it seems like there's a lot of other ways to get other information on the screen, too, to supplement that. And, Mark, maybe that's what you were talking about, too, with the... you know, the UI part of it, the user interface? Absolutely.
2: Absolutely. When when I see a, you know, I get a call from, you know, building occupant in this room, hey, uh, you know, we're having uh, some clients come into the conference room at, you know, 10 o'clock and we make sure we're in occupied and have the set point at 71 or whatever it is. You want to be able to do all that from the floor plan, Right not have to go to a, uh, you want to be able to override the temperature, override the occupancy, change the set point, all from that building floor plan to the extent that it's possible, and it is possible.
0: Yeah, you don't want to go from home page to equipment to VAVs to, you know, you got 100 VAVs, you got to find that one to, okay, now I want to change it, whatever, whatever. Then it makes it hard.
1: Well and that's a design issue too. And it that's very separate than maybe yes. some of the technical skills that, you know, somebody that's programming the system may have. So it, it does require, I think, a little bit of I don't know, different expertise if you will.
0: Oh yeah, totally. Totally. I agree. I
2: well, agree. Nick, that's a great point. Is you know there are many uh BAS, BMS uh installers you know, non-factory stores that hire graphic artists to do this. Um, I I think that without engineering oversight, you can have some beautiful graphics, but they're functionally
0: useless. Mm -hmm. Damn. (laughs) What? (laughs) I like the thought of the graphic artist, though. I mean, that's, it is, like, as an engineer or a programmer, you know, your mind probably doesn't click to the the artistic side so much if you wanted to call it that and man that's I think that's a really good idea and a great touch to add to make a BMS you know really nice take it to the next level
2: well there's a the, the industry segregated now into a whole uh, pantheons of groups that provide BMS uh, graphics to use as background for you know that they they do it as a service or they do it uh, by providing libraries that bms installers can draw from to be able to really produce some excellent graphics mm-hmm. but it still requires the oversight or engagement of uh the the application engineer to put it all together in as you said Clayton you know the correct schematic configuration add the functionality of you know whatever it is that they want to add versus just using the stock uh, graphics and backgrounds.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I mean, even, I guess maybe I'm changing the subject a little bit, but it uh, came to mind, you know, labeling of equipment. I've been, I've been on jobs where, you know, you click on a chiller plant and you see chiller, whatever, two is not really where chiller two actually is or pump whatever, you know, um, air handler number, whatever too. I mean, all of that, that has to be, sometimes I feel like those are common oversights too. Like, oh, oh yeah, this is chiller two, one, two, three, four are in order this way. And they need to be shown that way on the graphics or else makes things really, really challenging for an operator to know what's actually happening to what equipment.
3: Even even more challenging for maybe an an operator, if that's Every day, they're just dedicated to that one building or one system. You know, they'll maybe know those little Yes. Courts. Yes. And, yeah. But if you call an engineer, and say, "Hey, can you," you know, especially in the the last year or so during COVID, where a lot of stuff went remote, yep. and you want to call in, they want remote help, log into, yep. um, make a web based BMS to take a look at some things and troubleshoot, it becomes a lot more difficult. When, yeah the BMS graphics don't match up to reality. Mm-hmm.
1: That's a good point too. So is uh having remote access a mandatory thing? I mean I know some security restrictions prohibit that in certain facilities.
0: I think I I mean like the way Or is that commonplace now? I don't feel like it's not, but you almost need it, I would say. Some people may say no because that opens a door to you know um, unintended or unwanted stuff, people, whatever. You know, you could get hacked, in layman's terms. But um, man, I don't know. How I mean, how could you not have remote access in today's world?
1: Well, security is the only reason I've seen. You know. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. But like, it's Uh, like man Other
1: places it is yeah it is incredible to be able to do that and you know see an accurate representation of the same thing that people on site are seeing too
0: it's like pick your poison do you do you want like full security you never have to worry or you know i don't know how many times somebody needs to re- remotely log in to adjust a that point or look at what's going on if it's a even if it's a operations or you know facilities person for that site or a contracted engineer or whatever uh, yeah, I think no, so. Maybe
1: that doesn't make it on the list of what makes a good graphics package. You know, maybe there's more more. Huh? I, well,
2: I, I, I don't know. I don't know about that I, I, because basically, when you are looking at the graphics package, in my mind, that's the customer portal into the system or client portal into the system, regardless of who uses it. So, I, I think it may not be you know a primary concern, but it's certainly a yeah high-level secondary concern.
1: Remote access, that is. Yeah. Yeah,
2: okay.
0: Yeah. I'm with you. I I have one, you know, you can access on your phone, and um, it is extremely helpful when you're doing things, and you don't want to, you know, A, sometimes you can't bring your laptop when wherever you are be connected to the network in the facility, right? So, I don't know, just to be like, oh, open it up on my phone, what's happening here? Okay, all good or not or whatever, I think that's awesome. And some may disagree with having that ability, I suppose, because it poses potential security risks. But I, I, I think feel-
2: I think one of the things or another thing we need to talk about also is uh, alarms and alarm management. Um, you know, we've experienced everything from an untold number of nuisance alarms because operators assume that, you know, plus or minus one degree or plus or minus 1.5 is a, you know, space temperature alarm or a percentage of the variable, which, you know, that's at one extreme. So we have, you know, hundreds of nuisance alarms coming in a day. And then the other extreme is a single red indicator that says alarm. What's that mean? <laughs> that's a whiskey tango, foxtrot, foxtrot light. And yeah, you know, yep. when there's just one, It only serves to frustrate the operator, especially, and we've seen it before, when multiple variables are aggregated into a single uh, enunciation point. You know, a check engine light's called an idiot light for a reason. Yep. Do I need to pull over or do I need to do what? It's just uh, you need gauges, you need values, you need to know what value is an alarm and you know, how how far it's deviated from the set point. Um, I think, you know, the vast majority of BMS operators and engineers that I've met know their buildings really well. They know their equ- equipment very well. And a single indicator light that flashes red is insulting.
1: Wow. Insulting. It is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, and like you said, though, Mark, it's got to be – like, it better be a, uh, you better get out here alarm. It can't be something that, you know, you're off a set point by two degrees or whatever. I mean, it's gotta be like, you better, (laughs) you better be here alarm. It can't have a bunch of unimportant or, you know, whatever kind of alarms aggregated to it. But yeah, I, I agree with that completely. And same with, would you call it nuisance alarms? I mean, at some point you get, a. 300 of those a day, you're not going to look at any alarms because what? how do you sort through all that, you know? Right.
2: It, in the process world, there's typically uh, excursion alarms, so that would be a high or a low alarm. And then there's right. a critical alarm that's a high, high or a low, low. Yep. And that's a really, you know, I, I like to use that on critical elements like chilled water or mm-hmm. hot water supply temperatures or, you know, things that yeah, we may see an excursion, but it's not a, you know, ring the fire alarm, ring the alarm bell. It's a, let's take a look at this. But when it reaches the high, high or the low, low, that's a, we better get out there and uh,
0: bring the, uh, bring the defib paddles. <laughs> yep. I agree completely. I think that helps a lot too, because like you said, you really know, yeah, something, this isn't right. We, we got to go. So it's wow.
1: interesting kind of thinking to the, uh, you know, the times I've seen that the uh, graphics package in, in a spec or something, and it always seems to be maybe, you know, a paragraph or some bullet items or something <laughs> like that underneath it. And I don't yeah. know your experience, it's the same, but like thinking through this, you know, this should be more of a detailed, I mean, you, when you're talking about even the layout, you know, before you get into alarms and everything, you should be checking that these things are done correctly. You know, the configuration part of it, like you said, the physical representation of the equipment and, uh, you know, that your pumps are pointing the right way and equipment is where it should be. Uh, but then, like you said, even the alarm management is not a canned, you know, product, I guess. that just gets enabled and then you're off. Correct.
0: Yeah, takes a lot of time. It, it, it,
1: but
2: it, it's time well spent in the yeah. planning and design process. Versus after the fact, you know, what you hear me say it a hundred times, nothing is ever cheaper than on bid day. If you put it all in the, in the procurement document, great. If you put it in after the contracts are let, it's two X or three X what it would have cost beforehand.
0: Yep. And it just drags things out longer than too, oh. because you, you know, I mean, you go. little Odds and ends. Tying up loose ends sometimes seems to take longer than the freaking project. <laughs> yep.
2: Well, w- another thing that I think is important, maybe it's not correct to uh, put it in the graphic user interface, but typically the graphic user interface is linked to a server somewhere. Um, and what we've found and we've been involved in a lot of uh, forensic analysis of BMS or equipment failures, is locked down data storage that can't be operated or modified. And what does that mean? It means there's some tool, embedded tool, in the server that tracks user changes, set points, overrides. Uh, All trend data is locked down along with all alarm values. And depending on how granular you specify the data is, um, whether it's analog values at five minutes or digital data at change of state, either open or closed, it's that's really important um and sometimes you see it and sometimes you don't but it's a it's a definite value to specify so that when you go back and have to do forensics and hopefully there's never any you know huge loss of property or injury but when you do have to do it what really happened you get real data that hasn't been modified by someone
0: so you're saying, like, we would know if Jim changed a set point at whatever time. Correct. And something bad happened. <laughs> and then, right. Yeah, that's or a great addition. Yeah.
2: What the, what the order of failures were, what yeah. happened first? Did the pump shut off, then the coil froze? Or, you know, was there some other uh, sequence of events that we may not be aware of that we can track on that same timeline?
0: Well, that's part of trending, though, right? You would put that in Shouldn't the trend. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yep. I didn't mean to throw Jim under the bus there. Just, was say just in you your know, example, Clayton. was another came gym? in after me and
3: adjusted the chilled water set point. Yeah. That's, <laughs> And that's <laughs> when things really went haywire.
0: Yep. 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 Huh. We saw that. Yep. But, oh, a yeah, BMS system that can do that, super useful. I mean, you'd hate, you'd hate to ever have to use it, but... Um, it also kind of keeps, it's like a check and balance because do, do the operators know that all the time? I don't know. Do you, I mean, that's a question, I guess, to you guys, but do they know that it's tracked, you know, they logged in and they changed this? Do we want them to know that? <laughs> maybe it depends on the facility, but when they do, it surely makes them maybe take a second look at why they're doing what they're doing
2: uh i th- i think in general they are aware of it mm-hmm. uh, at least on projects that i've been involved in and uh actually we had a, a case a few years ago where uh, after a extremely costly failure the bms server disappeared
0: it was a it was a pretty i hate when weird. that happens i hate when that happens right <laughs> yeah jeez so, man and your BMS server runs away after some co- a coil freezes and <laughs> yep. something floods. Somebody probably didn't show up to work the next day either. Too though. <laughs> uh, no, I mean there was a check
2: the local pawn shops. It was like a case wow. Of, uh, it was like yeah,
0: dragnet. I assume that's something you just go bash with a hammer in your backyard and throw it in a garbage bag. I would think, right? <laughs> yeah. That's so why you got to have all that stuff go to the cloud too, right? Cloud backup. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. That's, that is something. <laughs> what, what else? What else do we want to talk about for BMS and graphics? Um, again, I don't want to make this seem like it's a, uh, you know, Mark, Clay, Nick, and Jim are just ganging up on <laughs> poor BMS providers because there's a lot that, we have seen that really makes a, a, I mean, I could, I've seen so many and use so many great graphical user interfaces that just make me so happy and are so easy to use and have all the, you know, they're accurate, they look nice, they have all the trend data that's easy to pull up and compare, you know, anything you want on a, you know, on a trend, um, which makes diagnosis really easy, especially if it could be not commonly related systems that you're trying to look at.
1: Let me ask a question: Like are third-party graphic systems uh, common?
0: Oh, that's a good question. I don't know. I mean,
1: it's every you know graphics package I've seen is usually tied to the product that's in there. You know. So, yes. Yeah, I've yeah, seen yeah. some pretty good ones. I, you know, I don't know if I can say. And again, I'm not in these all the time, but uh, I would love to see one like you described, Clayton, that you thought was really fantastic. I mean. You know, it seems like they're always a little bit, I don't know. You know how you go to a website once in a while? And it's just like, it just feels a little bit out of the time and not much, but and, and graphics package to me always seems to be like, I wonder you can get so much functionality out of a simple Excel file, you know, with navigation buttons and clicking around and drilling through stuff. And I've seen some of those where you have the site map maybe and you have a multi-building campus and you can literally click on the building and then there might be a page that just has blocks for air handling units and boilers and chillers and you can go in and click on that and kind of drill down through that information. But uh, it seems like an industry or a sub-industry ready to be exploited with some of the, I don't know, large data processing capabilities that these tools have now but they always seem to be just a little bit behind the times that just could be my limited experience
0: it could be driven by the consumer though too i don't know like we have a you know we see a really strong value in the quality of graphics for what we do for a multitude of different reasons but maybe maybe not to other people so much you know we just need to see if it's hot or cold and how do i change a set point (laughs) i don't know
1: well maybe that's the you know that's part of the focus too and the understanding by you know clients and customers that it is a valuable piece of their investment right well yep and it has long-term impacts you know yeah you know beyond installation obviously
0: yep yep maybe that's just not the a visibility so much that we have to other people. I don't know if that's a good way to put it or not.
1: <laughs> no, I didn't understand that at all.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like there's not so much demand from the consumer for quality graphics, so your BMS provider isn't gonna um put a lot of money into developing quality graphics. Well, I mean quality is relative, obviously. But, you know, to, if 99 per, 95% of your, you know, end users are okay with the graphics you provide and then the 5% say, we want this, 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 and this, and this, and this, I don't know, maybe you're not going to spend the money to, to revamp all your programming to make it always that if you only need it a small percentage of the time.
1: Well, I guess if you want to be mediocre in that way, yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, it seems know. like an opportunity, but I don't know even how... You know, if you could come in as a third party and design a graphics package on top of an XYZ model 2030, you know?
0: I don't know. (laughs) It's a good question for Mark.
1: I was going to say model 2020 sounding futuristic and everything, but damn, that was last year. Yeah. Wow.
0: Yeah.
2: I just sent you guys a link to a third party graphics manufacturer provider that they provide graphics to a lot of automation uh, entities. So it's definitely becoming more prevalent. I think, though, there are manufacturers that really do, you know, their 99th percentile state-of-the-art graphics. um, And one of the nicest features that I've seen on a, Uh, BMS graphics package is um, dynamic graphic trending, so you can replay a graphic over time in the event of an alarm, so I can go back and look at the 45 minutes that preceded a major alarm event on a graphic and look at all the variables as... You know the system is operating, be it chill water, hot water, whatever. The status of the equipment, et cetera, until you can start to see the, um, you know, the event unfold on the graphics right in front of
1: you. That's what I'm talking about, exactly. You know, you you can go and replay that information if you have the data there, right? You downloaded it last week, whatever. So yeah, doing it live seems like a pretty natural extension. Correct. Boy, that seems hugely valuable.
0: Wait, when you say live, you mean like you're going to sit there for 45 minutes and wait to see what no, Yeah. I mean, you can
2: fast forward. You can yeah, play yeah, yeah, double yeah, speed, yeah, triple yeah, speed. Yeah, okay. You know what I mean? It's not yeah.
0: like you have to
2: wait and say, okay, I yeah. see the chill water temperature going up. I wonder what happened." No, I mean, yeah. it, it's just like a DVR, basically. You're yeah, okay. At, uh, um, you know, what's transpiring, it, but historically which is a pretty pretty nice tool.
0: I'm still kind of confused, though. Like, if I had a major alarm event and I went to my BMS, boop, 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 and I say, you know, trend this, this, and this, isn't that the same thing? Or, like, this this take takes a snapshot, kind of, like, instantly, so I don't have to do that, is what you're saying?
1: No, you can go back and, and play it. Like, you DVR'd it while you went home that night and you came right. and yeah. you saw, like, well, electricity demand really spiked, you know, early today or something or... Something happened that maybe, you know, says, oh, let me go see what happened. And then you can go and kind of isolate well, what did happen at five o'clock this morning or whatever. And see so you, you kind of re, replay it. Are you following me, Clayton?
0: Yeah. No. Come on. I, I, I mean, it's complicated. <laughs> so,
1: so,
2: you know, you, you're watching. Um, you know the Indy 500, yeah. and there's a crash. Yeah, it happens pretty fast. Yeah, high speed. Yeah. Well, it's uh, right after the crash happens. They replay it in slow motion, so you can see who did what first. So, so you're, you're looking at um, like a 3D a graphic screen
0: of your graphics. air handler or whatever. Yep. Okay. Not like lines on a chart that say 11 no, percent no, no, went to no. this and then down, whatever. You know what I mean? Right. That's what I'm envisioning. But you're like, no. okay, okay, yeah, that's pretty so, cool. But why couldn't you do that as
1: well and and make an ad hoc, you know, visualization right there and say something happened with this air handling unit. I want to go back and look at in a one minute slow mo, you know, discharge air temperature, mixed air outside air damper position. And let me see what was going on with each one of those.
2: Without naming vendors, I'm going to tell you that on the bottom underneath that graphic is a a, a slide wire graph that you can put those variables on.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's what I care about. Well,
2: yeah, but uh, I mean, just all I'm saying is that sometimes the alarms for specific variables... Are not where they need to be, and so I have a you know rising discharged air temperature, but it ha- hasn't created an alarm yet. But it's precipitated something else that really tripped the alarm, right. or vice versa. And you can see all that visually. Plus, you can see the slide wire data underneath it as the timeline's moving forward. It's pretty. Imp- mm. It's impressive.
0: I guess I like it. It's pretty cool. Oh, it's all right. It's
1: still... <laughs> Mildly impressed. On the bubble. Oh my gosh.
2: It's better than they had. It's better than John Glenn had when he went into orbit. How's that? Right. Yeah. It was pretty cool. Send that link,
1: uh, Mark. Where did I send it? Yeah. To you. Okay. Email? Yeah. Gotcha. I just want to look at it later. Yeah. I didn't see anything come in. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's very interesting, <laughs> and, and kind of speaks to that. I mean, it doesn't seem like unbelievable to me. It seems
3: Clayton, Clayton's not
1: Uncommon impressed. for a graphics package. Clayton's of a BMS just going to pull system. up his scraps. Oh yeah, definitely. I'm, like not out of reach at all. Uh, yeah, but again, I guess that goes to the level of, you know, operations that are required or even desired. But right. uh, a lot of the serious places will. You know, appreciate that functionality.
0: Yep. Yeah, I have a high standard for graphics. Right. Well, with good reason, Clayton. <laughs> you've probably seen, and,
1: you know, you've seen a lot that was not satisfactory. Like we talked about the, you know, the Post-it notes on monitors that say, you know, AHU3 yeah. <laughs> is really AHU2. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. that goes on for years. You have to dust off the Post-it note. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's it just the happen. details. I think it all, all comes down to the details. You know, you can get the majority, but it, the time spent, like anything, with the details makes a big difference.
2: Well, I think there's also some uh, responsibility on the part of the commissioning agent, especially as you get into oh, larger systems. Yes. They have familiarity with here's the way the building is laid out, the systems are laid out, and can they identify the errors, number one? And number two, will they? You know, make sure that the errors are corrected, uh, and it all goes down to whether the mindset is, "Hey, it has to be right," or "Good enough is good enough."
0: Well, and I think the value of the commissioning agent is that, you know, assuming commissioning is done correctly, you're on site while well, all of this is happening, right? As everything's getting installed, and you make you doing your walkthroughs, whatever, whatever, you'll you'll get glimpses of the graphics before. The end where they say, okay, here, it's done and come look at it, right? So you can make a lot of those tweaks um, prior to, well, we already built the whole thing now, we got to go change it. You know what I mean? Which helps a lot, obviously, because some stuff is a little bit left to interpretation. So if you can get glimpses of it as it's getting built um, during commissioning, if you'd call it that, I guess, uh, you can make the tweaks beforehand, which make everybody's life easier. You
2: need to send me an invite. What, for what? The perfect world you're living
1: <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: in. <laughs> I mean, how many projects have you been on where the commissioning agent rolls in, everything's done, up and running, they lick their thumb, wave it around, good, done. No, <laughs> no, no, but
0: that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying like the commissioning agent's on site. You know, like you're know. on site looking at it. In and, a perfect world. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> you can say, oh, this should, you know... Your discharge air temperature is here, not here, and now when you do the other, you know, 10 air handlers, it can, I don't know. Well, that's do a it. good
2: point. I mean, you know even I mean? simple things like the locations of sensors yeah. on the graphics, Yeah. Um, it, which, you know, depending on where they're located, may may or may not be appropriate you uh, catch it accurate. before
0: they do all of them it's a little right. bit easier to change same with vavs yeah. i mean gee you get on a job that's got 250 oh, 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 vavs man. you don't want For to a a see a, right. yeah you don't want to see a common mistake through all of them at the end you want to see the first one wrong and then tweak it and then have that followed through yep. correctly the rest of the way so yeah i mean it definitely falls you can't blame everything on what's being provided you know, and that's, who,
1: yeah, and that's not novel to graphics packages. I mean, that goes for every single thing. You do yeah. Have yeah, 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 yeah. On the roof before you verified you got the right equipment. You know? <laughs> yeah. But no, I mean it's but it's it's a similar thing, but you know, and I think it, it it I guess emphasizes the fact that this should be looked at like any other piece of your scope of work that's important. Yeah. Right? It just can't be, hey, yep. do this, okay, let me know when you're done. You know, and it is a team effort and takes a coordination of trades and skills and all of that and testing and verification and acceptance. And I think the point about making sure this would be included in, you know, the commissioning agent's scope is excellent. How many times is it percentage wise, you know?
0: I mean, it almost has to be though in a way, right? Mm, no? Yes? Uh, like when you do commissioning, right? Like you're physically like doing functional testing, you're looking at the graphics as well. So you'll see if things don't line. I don't know.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. Hey, Clayton, but maybe we, if it's we... just that paragraph and five bullet points, yeah, not, <laughs> not not much to commission,
2: you know. Yeah. Okay, Clayton. We're on a project right now. We're not the commissioning agent. Did the commissioning agent look at graphics?
0: <laughs> Damn. No. <laughs> okay. Oofah. Uh. I mean, there you have it. And I actually
2: started another podcast uh, this morning. Uh, The difference between good and great is all the little things. So uh, I I think, you know, we're saying these are little things, but the little things are the big things.
0: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Did you just say
1: you started another podcast this morning? Outline. 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 Oh, nice. Yeah. I was like, I gotta subscribe to that. That one sounds pretty good. <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh.
0: So with that, what do you guys think? We covered a lot about graphics. Um, I hope, as a listener, you took away what is good and what maybe we consider bad or, or not so good, and kind of get an understanding of how you know why why we perceive it this way and the value of it because there's a lot of value to accurate quality easy to use graphics because it's a tool like anything else and the better your tool is the longer and the more it'll be used the longer it'll last the more it'll be used right so
2: well i think the message would be to the graphics designers slash programmers that This is the face of your system that the customer sees every single day. Yes. So if there's a blemish on it, if there's Mm -hmm. something that's not right, all those little things become nagging, annoying uh, things that when they come to make a buying decision the next time and this happens, well, I really don't like the way the blah, blah, blah system does this, this, and this. Well, it didn't have to be that way. So to the point to the extent that you can, you know, your customer just bought a brand new, you know, pick a pick your favorite car, you know, Maserati. I was or, waiting for
0: the analogy. Yeah. So yeah.
2: We, they just bought a brand new car but there's two blemishes in the paint. And every single time they wash that car, wax that car, drive that car, those two blemishes will be front and center in their mind. So let's not have any. Yep.
0: Even, even your, um, you know, you buy a new car and your radio, you know, and a new car is going to have like some fancy touchscreen jazz, right? Oh, if that freezes up a few times or if it's not easy to use next time you go buy a car, you might say, I'm not going to buy another one of these because that sucked. And <laughs> I'm going to look somewhere else, you know, that's right. I mean, it does, yeah. like like day and day, like those little details when they become struggles over years really make an impact. <laughs>
1: True, I would add that one thing follows the other and if your as-built drawings are poor, then your graphics package may be poor too, or your graphics results. Yep, that that goes into all the little details podcast.
0: Ooh, can't wait to hear that one. Well, you're gonna be on it, so. <laughs> Even better. <laughs> Any final thoughts? For uh, this podcast, I just gave you my final thought. Okay. Any other final? Any? I'll restart. <laughs> any other final thoughts for this discussion? I think Mark and Nick actually gave their final thoughts, and I guess I did too. So I'm waiting for Jim's. Jim's on the beach.
3: Yeah, I'm sipping a pina colada. Right now. Are you really? No. Not oh. yet. Not yet. No, I I agree. I mean we. we we the i agree a lot with the what we've been saying about the graphics this whole time <clears throat> you know that the biggest thing is functionality yep i'd like them to be pretty especially you know mark you sent that link and i'm really liking what i'm seeing <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know i mean it, there's just no reason and it Kind of goes into maybe this next podcast. It's little things like how much more effort does it take if you just I'd imagine a lot of this stuff is pre set up. You have templates you drag and drop as you're creating because you're,
0: yeah, I think a you're lot right. Of this
3: is going to be repetitive, right? Yeah, so yep. why wouldn't you just take a little bit of time and effort to have this set up correctly and you could have you know beautiful graphics and then just make sure you put them in functionally the correct way if it's you know make sure to pumps are like the if it's primary secondary or Mm -hmm. you know each chiller gets its own pump return van return fan versus relief fan that's all important things when you're going through and trying to troubleshoot and see how a system runs very important the little things
0: i agree and with that to our listeners i think this is where we'll wrap up our bms and graphics podcast so uh, like I said, I hope you guys took something away from this. Um, we didn't want to make it, you know, we're not bashing graphics. We've seen a lot of great graphical user interfaces, and um, we've seen some that aren't so great. So we just thought we'd have a educational discussion on them. <laughs> so thank you, Nick, Mark, and Jim, for your input, and thanks for tuning in, guys. Our next episode... I think we're going to leave it open-ended, so uh, tune in. We're going to have something good. Just not sure what topic we will cover. (laughs) And with that, have a great day, everybody.